Hey friends, welcome to Living in His Purpose podcast, where we recognize that in God's purpose, He has the perfect spot for you. If you're a Christian woman and you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious by this rat race way of life and you're ready to find simplicity God's way, you're in the right spot. By replacing negative mindsets and habits with God's word, we're going to give Holy Spirit permission to come in and help us walk bravely in this upside down world. These are not easy things to face, sweet friend. You're going to have to put on your big girl pants. So pull them up, grab a drink, and let's get going. Hey friend, so glad you're back here with me, and I hope not to disappoint. Before we start all the episodes that I've got in my little brain packed with all the best information, I want to spend a couple of sessions with you developing some groundwork. This episode will be fairly short. In fact, my goal is to keep them all on the shorter side of the podcast world. Who has time for the fluff? Let's get to the meat of it. In my world, I don't know too many people who know what a life coach is and what they do, so I want to start here first. If I'm going to have life coach in my name, I should probably do some explaining. My prayer is that you will utilize tools and information that I share in a way that allows God to change your mind and heart to live for him more bravely. And in this process, you may discover that a life coach is exactly what you need. Whether it be me or someone else, I really want to highlight the value of life coaching. Personally, I feel everyone needs a life coach, but that's just me. And you know, you might find that you have friends who fill this role in your life or that even you fill this role with your friends. So this episode isn't going to be too long. I'm going to hit the highlights of what life coaching is and isn't, why you would want a life coach, what to look for in a life coach, and how life coaching can impact you personally, and how mindset life coaching is biblical. I'm going to leave here feeling I have educated some awesome people. The next few minutes, I'm going to share some excerpts from a book called Christian Coaching by Gary Collins, and I'll leave a link to the book in the show notes. His descriptions of life coaching and Christian life coaching are spot on, and rather than me reinventing the wheel, I'm just going to share some of his thoughts. Way back in the 1500s, oh wait, let me stop a second. Okay, heads up, I totally love history. And whenever I can, I'm going to go in history as far as I can on a topic because I love to see how people have developed their understanding and their mindset over the centuries. People are fascinating. Okay, back to the 1500s. The word coach was used to describe a horse-drawn carriage that takes people from where they are to where they want to be. In the 1800s, coach was used as an athletic term, specifically for someone who taught rowing at Cambridge. And the athletic use of the word stuck in our vocabulary, and coaches became known as people who helped athletes move from one place to another. As time went on, the term began to be applied to other areas of life, like actors, public speakers, musicians, business leaders, anyone who needs help overcoming obstacles, remain focused, and get from where they are to where they want to be. I hope you're seeing a theme here. In the last couple of decades, there has been value seen in coaching, and we can find a plethora of coaches everywhere, like nutritional coaches, financial coaches, fitness coaches, public speaking coaches, relationship coaches, business coaches, career coaches, happiness coaches, that's my favorite so far, life transitioning coaches, and mindset coaches. Really, the list goes on, but these are some highlighted ones. Coaching is so limitless. It is the art and practice of guiding a person from where they are toward greater fulfillment in whatever area they desire. Coaching helps people expand their vision, discover their passion, build confidence, and learn how to take practical steps towards their goals. Now, for what coaching is not. Coaching is not counseling. 
It isn't designed to help people work through painful events from their past. It doesn't look back. It looks forward. It's not about healing. It's about growing. It doesn't fix what is broken. It helps people discover their talents and develop new talents to become more effective in their pursuits in life. Now, some people start life coaching and realize honestly what they need is a counselor. And some people start counseling and realize what they could benefit from really is a life coach. And some people see the value of using both. So now let's look at some Christian life coaching. Christian life coaches use many of the same techniques that are used in the secular world, but with a couple of major differences. First and foremost, Christian coaches bring in a biblical worldview. I heard the other day a Christian speaker quote that only 6% of the U.S. population follows a biblical worldview. And I'm not sure where he got his statistics, but I find that shocking. So what is a biblical worldview? Basically, we believe that what the Bible says is accurate and true, and we apply its principles to the workings of the world around us. Christians believe that humans are created in God's image. We live with the awareness we are flawed and only made perfect through the redemptive work Jesus did on the cross. We realize that our passions, purposes, and inner strengths are God-given, and we will have peace when we live in accordance to God's plan, which he so lovingly put into a book form for us. This is in direct opposition to those who are not Christians, who encourage people to look deep inside or to the universe to find their purpose and passion with no mention of God. The second major difference is the coach themselves. If you want to have power and impact in your coaching experience, the coach has to be walking in the footsteps of Jesus wholeheartedly. If the coach is only half-heartedly walking with Jesus, there's going to be a lack of power and impact in your relationship and in your results. So why would anyone want Christian life coaching? There are whole gauntlets of reasons people start their search for a coach. They can be simple or complex, but the bottom line is coaching is all about making changes. Coaching is definitely goal-driven. You know when you have that little seed in your mind of something you want to do or a certain way of thinking or a behavior you would like to add or take away? Coaching can help you define it, develop it, and achieve it. Life coaching is used by people who want to discover and develop their passions, find their life purpose, build a clearer vision for their future, develop a mission statement for their lives, learn how to manage time more effectively, how to build better habits, learn how to see and think about things differently, getting rid of self-sabotage talk and behavior, build self-confidence, developing courage to take risks, develop a closer walk with God, learn how to take their thefts captive, finding clear values, learn to relate to people more effectively, and learn how to develop their goals in life. And really, this list is not exhaustive by any means. The nitty-gritty of it all would be to say life coaches help others find focus and direction for their lives and careers, in their relationships, their spiritual journeys, time management, and life transitions. Coaches help you find it in yourself to make the changes you need to accomplish what you want to accomplish. For example, they can't tell you how to control your overbearing, time-starved life, but they can help you make decisions, evaluate your lifestyle, build new boundaries, reconnect with God, and feel hope again. And who doesn't need that? And because I'm fascinated with people and their behaviors and why they do the things they do or don't do the things they should do, I specialize in mindset coaching. I'm all about helping people tear down the barriers in their minds that are keeping them from accomplishing what they feel God is leading them to accomplish. Your coach should be involved in dialogue with you, not giving advice or therapy. 
Coaching should be built on trust, integrity, self-discipline, and accountability. And there are many skills and qualities of a good coach that help set them apart from others. They should be driven, trustworthy, non-judgmental, observant, authentic, goal-oriented, compassionate, curious, and professional. Coaches don't tell you what to do. They work on the assumption that you're able to set your goals and you're able to reach them. They help you embrace change, accepting that it's always occurring. Sometimes it's confusing, but often it's positive and usually it will produce growth. And those of you who need some scientific evidence that coaching is effective, I have attached a couple of links to articles that I found that address this. So in these articles, in a nutshell, they found that coaching helps increase psychological capital, which is defined as an individual's positive psychological state of development. (laughs) So this article, Why Does Coaching Work? An Evidence-Based Perspective, talks about the four attributes to life coaching that makes it work for people. First, they look at self-efficacy. So coaching helps clients learn to have confidence and believe in their abilities. And as people start reaching their goals, it starts to snowball. When you see good things happening, you keep going forward and you see more good things happening and you become more self-sufficient. Secondly, coaches instill hope. And this by, they do this by helping people focus on what's possible through encouragement and focusing on what's doable, and that really is an individualized plan. What's doable for you is not doable for me and the other way around. A good coach is going to keep you on your individualized track. The third element is optimism. Learning how to forgive the past, appreciate your present, and see the future as full of opportunities. Coaching is a great way to have your own cheerleader, your own accountability partner, Someone who knows how hard you've been working towards your goals and encouraging you along the way. And lastly, resilience, the ability to bounce back after disappointments. You can see resilience when someone is reaching for help and are attempting to see things in a positive light, even if things are hard. Coaching is a partnership with a purpose. They work closely in a relaxed environment as you process where you are, where you want to go, and what tools you have or what tools you can develop to make that happen. And Christian coaching adds the word of God to help keep you on his path. So is mindset coaching biblical? I think that mindset coaching for Christians is one of those things where God's word has had it right for thousands of years. And now we're just catching up to the importance of it using the we found verbiage for how important it is to change our mindset and be um, driven and, and more focused on God. It's evident in his word in Philippians 2.5. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26, 3, which was one of my, is one of my life verses. You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace. Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Romans 8, 6, the mind is governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Romans 12, 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And finally, 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient in Christ. And there are so many other verses that deal with our mindset and how we can help uh, with with the help of the Holy Spirit how to change our mindsets. So was Jesus a coach? No, he wasn't. And the Bible doesn't prescribe coaching, 
But there are elements that we can pull from the Bible. First, we are called to be like Christ. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Coaching is a powerful and meaningful relationship. It helps people think through their own solutions with powerful questions and future-focused thinking. And this is what we can see Christ doing with many examples in the Bible. He used very careful questions. He had a wonderful way of helping people gain awareness and take ownership and action to facilitate their own change. He just shared the truth with them. For example, the woman at the well. Once she gained awareness, she shared him to the whole village, and many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And if you look at their conversations, he kept pulling out of her what she already knew with great questions and the truth. He spent a lot of time asking questions, putting thoughts out there that would slowly change his disciples' perspectives. He created spaces with them that allowed for changing and growing mindsets. And then also, not just asking great questions, Jesus was the master at listening, not only to what people were saying, but also what they were not saying. I imagine he had a lot of silence in his conversations with people. He did have the advantage of knowing their thoughts, but even then, he listened to what they were saying. Okay, so let me wrap this up. Coaching is rooted in goals critical thinking, solution-oriented, good questions, listening, and accountability. And the Bible does address all of these aspects. I could go on and on reading verses that talk about these points, but let me just hit a couple of them. For instance, how about accountability? Hebrews 10.24 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And Hebrews 3.13, But encourage one another daily. Ecclesiastes 4.9 and 10 Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help up the other. And then we look at critical thinking or otherwise known as wisdom. Holy cow, are there hundreds of verses about wisdom? But here's just a couple. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Proverbs 2.6 for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Honestly, just go read the book of Proverbs and you're going to find a great many verses about wisdom since it was written by the wisest man who ever lived. And then head over to Ecclesiastes and that book is going to help you put all of this into perspective. Okay, to bring this episode to a close, I'm praying you have found this helpful. I hope you can see why having your own Christian life coach would make a powerful ally for you as you maneuver through your life's goals and challenges. One last thought, in case you're thinking life coaches are for the rich and powerful, it's not. I mean, it can be, but that's not all who will benefit from coaching. Do you need help figuring out why you can't get all the things done in your life? Do you wonder how you will ever make the time to read your Bible and pray more? Are you struggling with making choices that are in front of you at this moment? Do you have habits that you want to banish forever or wish you started yesterday? Does your home feel utterly disorganized and you don't know where to start to make things more peaceful? Do you have this dream of doing something for the Lord, but you don't know exactly what it is or how to get started? Do you wish you could have someone hold you accountable for the habits that you are building? Do you have someone in your life that you need to learn a different way to deal with, but you don't know where to start? Do you want to grow in your faith, but aren't sure what that looks like? Do you wonder what God's purpose is for you? 
These are all practical problems that can be addressed successfully with life coaching. I want to encourage you in the fact you're not alone. God has put on the hearts of many to help people like you and me move from where we are to where we want to be. Thanks for listening and have a great day. I'll chat with you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me, and I'm hoping that you received a word. Let me close with a passage of scripture. Rejoice in your confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. By doing this, sweet friend, you're going to find that you can take those thoughts captive and change that mindset and be anxious for nothing. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time.